Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have Julie taking us on a very timely topic. I don't know about you, but the economic crisis has been top of mind, top of discussions lately. And so we are going to be discussing managing PPC in unsettled economic times. So yeah, I hope you enjoy that. I hope this is useful for you, especially clients who might feel like their brand is not a priority item for people to to be buying. might be something that is more secondary or more of a luxury. So yeah, if you do look after one of those brands where their their product seems to be quite luxury. We we feel for you. We're thinking about you, and we're going to be discussing how to get through that today. So hope you enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussion and even if you do then like follow share and retweet on that right twitter with my handle the marketing anu or join us on our linkedin page which is the PPC chat roundup podcast or if you're on instagram why don't you check us out at PPC chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from previous episodes so yeah i love to have this conversation about the economic crisis PPC is being affected definitely as well. And so it does concern me as to whether going to a PPC event is considered a luxury thing. We I do have PPC Life UK happening on September the 29th. We've got amazing speakers like Crystal Carter of Wix, who's the head of SEO of Wix. We've got Chris Ridley, who is like a very beloved member of the PPC chat community on Twitter and LinkedIn and Discord and Slack groups. And uh, we've got also a first time speaker, a lady called Veronica, talking about data, which I love. And Rand Fishkin, who, you know, he started, headed up Mars, left that. He headed up SparkToro, an audience research tool, which I think is would be very useful for everybody to use. I know Tim Halloran, one of our, yeah, uh, our own hair also talked about how he uses it as well to do some audience research knowing what kind of audience insights could help to do audience targeting and audience layering for his paid search work so i think for ppc folk this will be really great to see how seos and ppc work together to really break down that silos that can happen so Anyway, so yeah, back to the fact that I hope it's not is considered a luxury purchase. It is only 15 quid for people in the UK. It's, it's going to be happening at the Shard. So I do hope that you can make it. So yeah, before Julie goes on to the questions, Goshik does go, how are we doing? Today we have Sarah Steeman that joins us. She says, I'm doing great on a Tuesday that feels like a Monday because on Monday they had a holiday, Labor Day holiday. So yeah, today is their <laughs> Monday. Who else we have? I think we, I saw Dwayne Brown on there. Robert Brady joins as well, as well as Julia Vice. We have Ekta joining as well. Kirk Williams joins for a few questions on here as well. And Lawrence Chase and a few others i'm sure just to 
give you prepare for it we have five questions that were shared some really great answers when it's that you know many questions because obviously probably just people wanted to give lots of answers for the questions here so yeah excited to see what those answers were before i do get into the questions and our answers i'm going to read out julie's psa which is saying before we get to questions this chat is intended for ppc professionals of all levels if you have something you want to share please do we are a friendly and supportive community please don't be afraid to participate lurkers are of course well always welcome and lurkers and as i like to put listeners of the podcast are welcome as well so yeah let's get on to to the question straight in julie asks are you concerned about the economy in general as we head into q4 if so why and what is most concerning and if not why not? Kirk Williams goes, um, yeah, I think high credit card debt and payment plan adoption shows people are overextended more than economic spending shows. My theory, non-big promos will struggle for FCM, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And then Q1 2023 will be when financial reality strikes for average consumer and revenue will drop more than usual. And Sierra goes, already seen small promotions as lackluster. Yeah. Kirk goes, I think it's going to force brands to make a crappy decision, either do a big promo and really struggle with, with profitability or risk having an abnormally low Black Friday, Cyber Monday. We saw hint of this last year. This is all conjecture, by the way. Hashtag not an economist. Julie goes, people are likely to be much pickier about where they spend their money this Q4. I believe so as well. Daniel Vardy responds to question one as well saying i'm not concerned if it's something that's out of my control i can't worry about it you try to work and do your best with what you have in whatever the environment tony zara responds saying i think the biggest issue is distortions cars are piled up in lots right now because of the big demand spikes surrounding supply chain and covid Ector responds as well, saying, yes, in the recent times, most of the companies are facing lack of customers and demand of their solutions, which is making their, their pipeline dry. Its effects are showing on the cost cutting in marketing operations and firing teams. And she continues, not only this, as a media buyer, I'm concerned that business owners think that PPC can fill their pipeline. They try it, not get good results, and like PPC, and I like PPC, don't work and be like, PPC don't don't work and she finally goes also these days so many new PPC marketers are coming in the market which claims that they're unable to fulfill and end up degrading the industry standards for other professionals yeah it's a mix it's a mix of you know loads of things the promotion not being done well it's a mix of more people coming in and using poor excuses and actually in kind of areas where we have seen years ago so i really hope people are not coming just using poor excuses but still actually using the right excuse or the right reason as to why things are not working because sometimes it might be the market but sometimes it won't so Yes, we really need to be careful about that one. Julie responds as well saying, yes, I'm concerned about the economy. While we may or may not have officially met the definition of recession, there are quite a lot of negative forces in play right now, expecting some to want to pull back and others to stay the course or increase. And then we have Sarah Steeman responding to question one saying, I'm not because ads still will run and Roar's targets will still apply. I also find even in a downtown consumer still 
in a downturn, consumers still buy, maybe less. Now ask me as a shareholder versus a marketer, my answer changes to some concern. Julia Vice responds, yes, people are struggling in various ways right now, so we may need to pivot some strategies and I expect ad spends to either contract or get more cautious. And then, yeah, we have Julie giving another answer to question one saying, I am also expecting the pendulum to start swinging back to consultants or outside people versus in-house teams as it does when the economy weakens. Execs start asking, why are we paying salaries and benefits when we could just pay for the work? And yeah, that's a that poses a very interesting thought process as to what people are starting to think want to, um, want to how people want to invest in their digital advertising. So Kirk goes, LOL, literally just DM'd an agency owner who told me their last client hired them because they couldn't find an in-house person like 10 minutes ago. DM, good, good insight. Yeah, and Julie goes, funny story. I ended up starting Neptune Moon when I was an in-house person who got axed in one of these cycles, had been doing freelance on the side and thinking of going solo and figured well i guess today is the day and yeah she's been motivatingly going that doing that for 23 years now lawrence goes i have a couple of clients where they looked for talent and never found it being over two years with the newest one now we are less risk than hiring an internal employee in many ways and less expensive. Julia Vice goes, same boat, different size. Our buying power and ability to pull teams makes us a very interesting partner in times like this. And then, yeah, Julia Vice goes, there it is. I've been through this cycle probably four times now. Julia Vice goes, these conditions are typically what sets it off. Julia goes, yeah, if only there was some way we could lessen the boom or bust cycle and stabilize the economy to prevent these kinds of shut up ghost of Reagan. <laughs> That's interesting. And we have Robert Brady responding to question one saying people are spending more on necessities and that impacts discretionary income availability. Debt, both consumer as well as medical students, etc., is more prevalent. It may be moving slowly, but it's moving steadily in a bad direction. Lawrence Chase responds, yes, if the special offers I saw over the weekend were any indication, brands are aware of the high competition coming into the season. I wonder whether that means I need to put sales on my thing. No, I'm not. It's already as low as 15 pounds for my event. Anyway, Melissa McKee responds to question one saying we have seen clients start to pull back on budgets. They're definitely skittish. And uh, yeah, we then have Julie taking us on to question two going, are you concerned about the economy relative to the industries you manage advertising for heading into Q4? If so, why and what is more concerning? And if not, why not? But before we get into that, Ashton Clark responds to, responds to question one saying, in general, yes. And also because of how it impacts our work, marketing budgets and or outsourced agencies tend to be the first cuts, whether that's best for a business or not, I think is a different story though. Melissa Orr also responds to question two saying, Q4 isn't big for B2B. It usually is the opposite. But that said, I'm expecting more clients to want to go completely dark in December. We usually counsel against that. But this year, we shall see. I'd say stay on brand. At least, at least have your brand keywords live is what I'd advise. Always used to when I was working in agency, I'd advise clients to do if they did want to go dark during like hard times. Doing brand response to question one saying different being 
in a recession as an employer. Don't know what I don't know. Not shocked where we are as much as just navigating it all. Feels like a slow death is happening some days. I feel I know it will last a couple of years at least. Julia Vice responds to question two saying, yes, my restaurant client is high value, but not necessarily the lowest cost in the game. And a current strike action directly related to inflation or cost of living is affecting my public sector clients. It's getting bumpy out there, out here even. She continues, good thing I just signed a luxury travel client. Nothing to worry about there. Yeah, luxury travel. I think people are going to be doing more budget than luxury these days. Sam responds, honestly, probably not. People who use luxury travel tend to be the kind of people who don't give a damn what the economy is doing because wealth accumulates. That's true. Yeah. Julia Vice goes, yeah, it's a yep. It's going to be a top of funnel challenge and a competitor conquest for sure. Daniel Vardy, I don't know. The people who are likely to actually pay for it will likely still pay for it. I mean, you are going to get less browsers and more seriously buyers, right? Julia Vice responds, I think it's more a top of funnel issue. My last luxury cruise clients had their best queue forever in 2020. Yes, it was our team being awesome, but luxury doesn't pivot the same way in a contraction. Hector responds, wow, congratulations, Julia. In terms of signing a luxury client. Yeah, Julia Vice, thanks. It's good news, but time-wise, it feels weird. Yeah, because COVID is still affecting travel because people are watching pennies and not spending on splurge. It's the general timing of luxury travel during economic and industry weirdness. Yeah. What luxury do you think that people will give up and be like, okay, no, I don't have money for this anymore. So Sarah Steeman responds, when you have a brand with a high price tag, it's more worrisome because the item is seen as a luxury versus as, as a necessity or an investment. Julie responds saying, I always say that all industries are run by people and people cannot help but bring their feelings about economic health into their decisions. So I expect to have a lot of conversations about spend and number of platforms we are on. So yeah. Dustin goes, we've definitely started to see this as well, especially after Q2 ended. We had a lot of requests from clients for one-off reports as well as executive reviews or presentations that our point of contacts could bring to their higher-ups. Yeah, this will be useful now. Uh, we have Ekta responding to question two saying, yes, with advertising platforms bringing updates almost every day, the results are fluctuating in every industry and sometimes it gets hard to forecast monthly performance it's same all the industries but i'm concerned about the cost per acquired customer and quality for b2b lead gen robert brady responds to question two saying my client portfolio is diverse enough that while some will slow down others will stay strong i'll be okay but it will be tough for lots of people yes it'll be up and down for people or not and then we have sam responded to question two saying i'm not worried more opportunistic any change, anytime change happens, there's opportunity. And honestly, I'm hopeful that this shake up helps to recenter paid media around things that matter versus things that go up and to the right. Dave Galigua's response to question two saying, I expect pullback from optional healthcare, cosmetics, etc." Lawrence Chase responds, yes and no. It puts a lot of pressure 
on us to do better to win, but it will get better. And honestly, this is where we earn our paychecks. It's easier to get good results when things are awesome. Julie as well responds, uh, gives another answer to question two, saying we have the added headache of data for the last two years being a hot mess. Yeah, industries have thrived in peak COVID are cooling, in some cases pretty rapidly, while others are coming back steadily. Ashton Clark gives, gives his response to question two, saying kind of addressed in my first answer to yes because marketing budget seems to be looked at as an easy area to cut costs the most concerning part for me is that a lot feels out of our control a lot of this feels out of our control he continues for example a company ceo suddenly decides to terminate contracts with all the agencies no matter the results that are being driven and without consulting anyone that actually works on the project julie then continues i think 2023 budgets will be cut in a lot of instances it is really a question of how much it is cut and if you're lucky enough to work with biz who see opportunity when everyone else is cutting and we then have julie taking us on to question three saying are your clients or stakeholders bringing up any economic concerns if so what are they most worried about heading into q4 daniel vardy goes we've had conversations about the economy with each client more about how to plan not to cut budget but to allocate it appropriately to achieve the goals and how the business can measure the impact. And then we have Sam responding saying about Julie's answer saying she's expecting the pendulum to start swinging back to consultants or outside people versus in-house teams. Sam goes, this right here is wisdom. Execs are always looking to de-risk during contraction cycles and employees, believe it or not, are almost always considered riskier than consultants. Dwayne Brown responds to question two saying, if your brand is offering something related to the seven deadly deadline sins deadline sin or, or does he mean deadly sins i can see the brand doing well in a recession people have habits and some won't change during a recession would love a pet or candy type client yes and by the way when he said deadly he meant yeah, the not deadline but deadly sins and these are last gluttony gluttony greed sloth wrath envy and pride and julia vice goes fub is not going to cut cost this cycles that's for sure fub PHUB. What's fob? Someone enlightening me. And we then have Sarah Steeman responded to question three saying, yes, we run scenarios for different cut levels for sure. Also a few clients running summer sales and moving media dollars up to see what happens now versus holding back for cyber and holidays. Dwayne Brown responds to question three saying everyone is bringing it up related to Q4 or Black Friday. Some asked about next year and we are thinking about it. Don't over order and sell out of everything. Cash in the bank is everything. Julia Vice responds, we're often the ones bringing it up to them. They know what's up, but we're the ones connecting the dots to how we manage their investment in media. Daniel Vardy responds to question three saying, we've had conversations about the economy with each client, more about how to plan not to cut budgets, but to allocate it appropriately to achieve the goals and how the business can measure the impact. Julie herself responds to question three saying, I believe in being proactive and broaching the topic, even if they're not bringing it up. I'd rather guide the conversation than have the conversations happening that I'm not a party to that end up with a decision that impacts me or my work. 
Sam as well responds to question three saying, some are, it's an inevitable topic in general. Most of it is focused on opportunity versus reduction. When competitors start going dark or cutting media, that's the time when CPMs drop and CTRs increase. He continues saying, that being said, some are modifying strategy plus product mix to lean into higher profit centers, i.e. focusing on first sale profitability or higher margin services, which can make plenty of sense depending on the business plus the underlying data. Sam continues, and then there are a handful of clients who are actually increasing budgets and increasing cost per cost consumer targets, cost per cost over consumer targets in an effort, CAC targets in an effort to pick up incremental new customers at what they project to be a discount relative to their actual value. And Melissa McKee as well responds to question three saying it's really more of being extra sure of the value of what they're spending on. Search continues to do well because it's intent driven. Other channels are more affected. Andrea Cruz responds to question three saying yes, in B2B, the key discussion has been retention, cross-sell and upsells. And Lawrence goes, during times like this, it's nice to have a strong B2B portfolio. Yeah, because they want to upsell. Nice. And then Julie gives another answer to question three saying, this is a great time to be keeping a close eye on your auction insights to see who is pulling back, who is holding steady and who is adding spend. It can be a useful tool to keep your initiatives going. Lawrence responds to question three saying, we discussed the topic, but it is not paralyzing any brands. We discuss what opportunities we may have because of it, which is what we should be looking at. In B2B, it is really not an issue yet, except for folks who support auto. And then we have Hector responding to question three saying they're concerned about this might not be proactively speaking. I try to introduce this topic in our conversation. Usually decision makers like VP or director of marketing. So they do see where their outsourced marketing efforts are are heading towards. Julie then takes us on to question four saying, are you seeing impacts in your accounts that you think are due to economic factors? If so, what are you seeing and on which platforms. Ashton does respond to question three first saying that yes, most clients have been asking for more granular reporting so then you know exactly what is or isn't working. We already do this in our usual reporting, but we've gotten a lot more questions or requests about specific keywords, services, targeting, etc. Dwayne then goes on to answer question four saying totally are, especially for one of our women's shoe brands, even seen impact on our Amazon business. People will spend less next year. Why should they spend it with you? Brands will start to have to answer that question if they are not already. Hector goes, yep, they're limiting anything that is not important for them and postponing less priority stuff. Businesses are reconsidering the expense on the marketing efforts that can bring them more value and ROAS. Dwayne goes, as they should across the board, this is a great time to show your value as a brand. Hector goes, do you think organic marketing efforts will work in this? I just got off a call with a client and he mentioned that although his company has less stuff in the brand awareness side, he wants to slow down on social media, organic and SEO. SEO, don't slow down on SEO. Seriously, Dwayne Branding responds, brands who market less in a recession come out of a recession worse off. Maybe what they were doing with SEO and content marketing was not even working to begin with. And Julie gives her answer to question four, saying the aforementioned auction insights have been all over the place in Google ads the past few months. CPCs continue to increase, not holding my breath for big 
in decreases even if auctions on platforms are less crowded and uh, yeah when Dwayne said totally are especially for one of our women's shoe brands even seen impact on our Amazon businesses people will spend less next year why should they spend with you brands will start to have to answer that question if they are not already Julie goes this is a really important point not just why your product or service is something to spend on but to spend on now and to spend with you Julie Vice as well response to question four saying Amazon is in all of my auctions even my public sector ones they see this contraction as a major opportunity and then Lawrence Chase responds to question four saying absolutely the discretionary income folks have has have has gone down a lot the recession and the crazy inflation have impacted the extra money families have for retail items we have to have the right product and to be the right brand for consumers and we have Julie then responding to that saying, I think with lead times, you have to also work to make people want to still want what you're selling. If it is a 10 plus week delay between deciding to purchase and actually getting said thing. Lawrence goes, yes, merchandising has their work cut out for them with finding sources for products, finding item folks need and being able to get them shipped when they want them was nothing we took for granted. And then, yeah, we have question five, our last question of the chat saying, are you proactively doing anything in your accounts due to economic conditions or concerns over economic conditions? But before we go into that, we have Sam responding to Julia Vice, where Julia had said, Amazon is in all of my auctions, even my public sector ones. They see this contraction as a major opportunity. Sam goes, yep, opportunity tends to come disguised as declines. Warren Buffett is still right. Be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. Interesting quote. And we have Julia Vice responded to question five saying, updating the negative to be even broader, adding in collective actions or strike negatives, renewing a lot of the first party data discussions. Yes, renew those discussions. Julie responds to question five saying, I am being even more aggressive in trying to do what I still can can to eliminate poor quality traffic. Not that efficiency doesn't always matter, but when things are tighter under more scrut or under more scrutiny, the more you can say you've done to be proactive, the better. Lawrence goes reviewing the marketing calendars together just to ensure we were buttoned up. Also reviewing products for any inventory flags or worries. Ashton responds saying making sure conv conversion tracking is as accurate as possible so we have the best insights for the results being driven. Also reviewing keywords and structure for opportunities to refine, expand or double down on different products or services. And then we've got Hector giving a very nice response to Julie where Julie says I'm being more aggressive and trying to do what I can to eliminate poor quality traffic. Hector goes, I'm using the tool which can cut fraudulent clicks. B2B fintech competitors are fiercely attacking their competitors with these. Trying to utilize our brand keywords is also one of the efforts. Many companies are still thinking if they should do it. And we have Julie responding to that, I believe. Yeah, saying another point about brands, particularly on Google ads, your brand's name is now matching to competitors' names. So even if they're not targeting your brand, their ads are likely still showing for your brand if they're running their own brand campaigns, campaigns protect your turf. So even if they're not targeting your brand, their ads are likely still showing up for your brands. So yeah, I've started seeing people showing up, other PPC 
company showing off a PPC Live UK. So it's making me think, should I put some money behind some PPC budgets? Ugh, we'll see. Actor then responding, ah, interesting. Can we see these in the search term reports on Google? Also, there's any way, is there any way to improve search impressions on the competitor's brand keywords without targeting it? If Google is already doing the work of targeting competitors keywords on your on our behalf yes you can see this in the search terms tab in google ads julie goes you can't see all terms but you'll see the competitor ones in there if you want more traffic on the competitors you have to target their names you'll get some with the fuzzy matching and you'll get loads of poor quality score on it so i'm not sure whether you want to do that actor and we have Melissa responded to question five saying ensuring conversion tracking is buttoned up, including importing Salesforce or other down funnel lead data. We are really encouraging a lot of my our clients to do that. And on that very brilliant and practical note, no, I was going to end it with Melissa's answer, but I'm going to end it with Dwayne's answer even where he responds to question five saying shifting ad spend around, focusing on different products to sell, making sure we stay profitable as we spend money. And I think that really also matches what Julie says, being as efficient as possible, that you're really going to have to really prove your worth and making sure that you're doing the most, not the most for the most sake, but the most to stay efficient and to ensure that you aren't delivering on that return or ad spend or whatever else the target is. So I hope you f- you feel heard, listened to, and you know taken some great notes that's made you go, okay, I'm doing the right thing, or you know some thoughts as to what what new things that you should you should be thinking about, and also even the whole trying to be more efficient. That is BAU stuff as as well, I think. So be calm if you don't feel that you're doing anything different. Just keep staying as efficient, keep doing what you're doing brilliantly. Yeah. Well, you keep doing what you're doing brilliantly and see where you can improve, especially keeping an eye on those competitive terms. So if you want to have more chats about this or get more advice or talk about, you know, what's going on in terms of PPC and the recession times, join us on Thursday at 5 p.m. GMT or BST still, British summertime or 12 p.m. Eastern time. So to join us uh, with that, to have another chat on Twitter spaces with Julie leading that. For any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some corrections on anything that has been shared, do get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on my handle, the marketing Anu under on LinkedIn. Yeah, we've got a PVC chat roundup group. Please just request to join. We'd love to have you on there. It'd also be great for longstanding or brand new listeners to give the podcast a review or rating. Just go to linktree.com forward slash PPC chat underscore roundup. So that's L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E dot com forward slash PPC chat underscore roundup. And now under a little plug here for Pemba's PPC Live UK event happening on the 29th at the Shard. We've got amazing speakers like Crystal Carter, Chris Ridley, who are two names I'm sure you'll know, a new speaker on the on the circuit who's, who's I'm humbled that she she chose my stage to be the first to do her first speaking gig. I'm sure the second and third will come quickly along, but Veronica Rumor is joining us to talk about data and how to be truly data driven whether you're a client or an agency and working together on the other end. So yeah, to get tickets for that, go to bit.ly forward slash PPC Live UK, S-E-P-T 
2022 and you'll be able to get your 15 pound ticket which is really recession proof i mean come on to see not just three amazing speakers but also rand fishking doing a special q a session with us answering all your questions but yeah if you go on on there you'll be able to see all that so yeah please do join us for that. Finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly. There's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. Mm-hmm.